From Polartech, the science of fabric, creator of textile technologies and design solutions for any need and any reason, welcome to Layers, a deep dive into the untold or little-known stories the outdoor industry is built upon. Today, we're bringing you another surface layer. Gear reviews are a constant part of the content we consume as outdoor enthusiasts, but rarely do we get more than some brand technical specs and a constrained recommendation. That's not how we do it here on Layers. In this episode, I'm going to tell you why you need to immediately run out and buy a new pair of sports sandals. In fact, put this episode on while you drive to your local gear shop so you can get those sandals as fast as possible because this sandal rules. I'm Colin True. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Colin True. You might remember me from such podcasts as The Roadside Attractions of Salunga. Compost Treasure Hunt and Layers, presented by PolarTech. Today's episode is brought to you by PolarTech Power Air. Do you value warmth but hate shedding fibers? Then Power Air may be for you. As the first fabric engineered to resist fiber shedding, you can wear your Power Air garment with the smug superiority knowing that you're better than everyone else. Power Air, the fabric for winners. And now, back to our show. Do enough stuff outside and you'll start to understand the power of shoes and their impact on the sports we love. Because no matter the activity, apparel keeps us in the game, but footwear is where adventure takes its first step. Today I want to look at one category of footwear in particular, and to do so, I'm going to have to rub some salt into the wound that summer is over. Sure, some of you may be focused on powder dreams and snowshoe hikes, but my thoughts are lingering back to warm nights along the river sports sandals that enhance our summertime endeavors. Because I have a new Desert Island all-time favorite outdoor shoe. And it's a sandal. Like your trusty multi-tool or the fleece pullover you've had since high school, the sports sandal is an indelible part of the outdoors person's kit. Their lineage may mostly lie with river or water folk, but hiking and running in sandals has exploded in popularity over recent years, making a sports sandal an even more important addition to your personal gear closet. Because you may pick up a pair for a river trip, but chances are you'll also wear them as an approach shoe the next time you go climbing, or with your ski socks as you drive to the hills on a powder day, or as a camp shoe when you're backpacking. Sandals are as essential to the outdoorsy lifestyle as base layers and beanies. The history of the sandal is as long as human history. It's the first thing that people started strapping to their feet, and really not much has changed outside of the materials used. Flip-flops have been discovered as far back as 10,000 years ago, and their design back then looks pretty much the same as the flippies you'd find in a $5 bargain bin at Walgreens or $140 Olakai's at a high-end outdoor retailer. There's evidence of all sorts of influential sandals going back to the days before the Greeks or the Romans. And when you get to the 20th century, Birkenstock, who had been making shoes for 200 years already, created the Madrid and Arizona, two sandals that were adopted by both the hippies and back-to-the-land movements of the 70s, thus becoming quite influential in the early outdoor industry and inspiring future trends like the utterly horrifying abomination we call Crocs. Quick aside, I get people love their Crocs. They're $2.3 billion large, so they're doing something right. But with my size 13 dogs, there's no amount of gibbets that will tone that down. But let's talk about sports sandals. Like most things in the outdoor gear and apparel world, the creation of sports sandals came out of innovations that were driven by a need. Let me set the stage with my movie trailer voice. <clears throat> it's the early 1980s, a fertile time for innovation in the history of the outdoor industry. 
the time of Polar Fleece and Gore-Tex, the Waffle Soul, and women-specific backpacks. A time when lightweight, functional, and quick-drying materials were becoming the norm as outdoor enthusiasts found new ways to go outside and stay warm, cool, dry, or safe. Out of this primordial ooze of game-changing innovation came a series of breakthroughs, one that would alter how we dress our feet for adventure forever. Looking back at it, there were three key product introductions that created the category of sports sandals, improved or pivoted the category, and ultimately set the stage for my new favorite shoe. It starts in 1982 when river guide Mark Thatcher observed that he and his fellow guides struggled, as had their predecessors, with what to wear on the river. Did you want to deal with heavy, wet, trench foot-inducing sneakers or flip-flops that were great in camp but would slip off at inopportune times, like running a class four rapid? Mark took a flip-flop, fashioned a backstrap, and... The original Teva was born. Next we go to 1989, when another river guide named Mark, Mark Pagan, was also tired of soggy wet feet and felt that the Teva design could be improved upon. So he invented a sandal using simple nylon climbing webbing that would dry quickly, put it on top of a thick podiatrist-endorsed midsole, and... Chaco entered the world. Now we head into 1999 when Jamestown, Rhode Island designer Martin Keane decided to make it weird and chunkier with his sailing-inspired invention called the Newport Sandal. The differentiator this time being its protective toe bumper and clean open lines making it as much of a water-friendly shoe as it was a sandal. The Newport would become iconic with dads and toddlers everywhere when in 2003, Keane was launched. But in 2011, there was a new entrant in the Great Sandal Wars. Looking at the landscape of sports sandals, a duo in Northern California who, according to their website, seemed to go only by Nick and Dan, I guess they're the Madonna and Prince of the outdoor footwear world, thought that the world could use a lightweight adventure sandal. One thong to rule them all, and in the river or on the trail bind them. And so, Bedrock entered the world of sports sandals. And folks, I am here to tell you that I am a bedrock believer. This sandal rules. Before my discovery of bedrock, I'd been a Chaco guy. My first pair of sporty sandals were definitely Teva's, and Teva deserves all the credit for creating a new category and enduring since their creation to be a relevant player in that category. But it's also kind of a tragic tale. Before the brand was even 10 years old, their classic design had been knocked off six ways to Tuesday with every outdoor shoemaker bringing to the market their own version of a Teva-inspired sandal. It may be nice to be able to say you were the first, but when the generic knockoff of your shoe is crushing sales at famous footwear, that has to sting. After my Teva days, and like pretty much everyone else between 2003 and 2006, I had a pair of Keens that I wore into the ground. In 2007, I was even a tech rep that worked on Martin Keene's short-lived follow-up to the Newport, a brand called My Own that, despite looking incredibly weird, were also able to give you debilitating blisters. So, you know, they had that going for them. But since then, it's been Chacos for me. Chacos have a great, simplistic vibe. Your foot is just strapped down with webbing to the mid and outsole and feels both free and incredibly supported. While Tevas became lost in a sea of sameness and Keen settled into being the Subaru Forester of footwear, Chacos became the official summer shoe of the outdoor crowd. One of those shoes that any person who identified as outdoorsy had to have in their kit.
Chacos do come with their own problems. Breaking in a pair of Chacos, or more specifically, your foot to your new pair of Chacos, is something that many people can relate to. And in my experience, that break-in period isn't a one-time thing, but an annual rite of spring. Every year when my Chacos would come out after a long winter, it wasn't a sure thing that a hotspot wouldn't pop up when they went back into my shoe rotation. And even once you achieve that foot Chaco balance, there's always the threat of sand or grit from either the river or trail getting between the webbing in your foot and eroding away a few layers of skin. Also, we shouldn't forget the Chacos come with instructions on how to use them. There's a flyer in every box that teaches you how to tighten the straps. And it's kind of amazing that this has endured. The most simple footwear of all time. A sandal that a user needs to learn how to operate. Even my iPhone comes with fewer instructions. Which brings me to our new champ, Bedrock. Specifically, the Bedrock Karen 3D Pro 2 Adventure Sandal. And that mouthful of a name is really the only negative thing to say about this shoe. I discovered Bedrock as my family and I were preparing for a four-day trip on the Green River from Colorado to Utah. I wasn't looking for a new pair of river sandals, but the brand carries an overwhelmingly positive reputation and the design looked intriguing. Out of the box, they were comfortable and they delivered on the promise of a flip-flop that was strapped to your foot. You customize the fit on these with a hook and loop system that is a little wonky while also effective and eliminates the need for Velcro. Once I had the fit dialed, I took them for a spin while walking the dog and was immediately smitten as no hotspots formed on my own dogs. Like everyone else in 2009, I went through a barefoot running phase. No, really, I did. At this time, a glut of running sandal brands came into existence, and I never tried sandals during my barefoot running phase. I was Team Five Fingers through and through. But after my first walk in Bedrocks, I see the attraction. My favorite part of running in Five Fingers was just how free you felt during the first one to three miles, especially when you were on dirt. That sensation returned when I started tooling around in my bedrocks, but this time I had better protection underfoot. By the time we found ourselves meeting with our guides in Vernal, Utah for our trip through the gates of Lador, I was pretty excited about my new kicks. The gates of Lador are kind of the ultimate desert summertime trip and would prove to be the perfect testing grounds for my new bedrocks. Lazy floating, exciting rapids, sandy beaches, epic side hikes, everything you'd want to do on a river in a canyon during the summer. While on the river, I became even more enamored with my bedrocks. They dried faster than Teva's, had none of the strap issues that come with Chacos, didn't make me look like a dad on a Costco run like Keen's, and shed sand and stones better than all three. They were the perfect choice for every situation I encountered on a trip that was basically designed to challenge my footwear in any way possible. The best thing I can say is that I forgot I had them on. I view that as the ultimate compliment you can give a pair of outdoor footwear because whether you're running, hiking, cycling, or skiing, if you're thinking about your feet, you're probably not having as much fun as you could be. There's a pattern when it comes to the gear, footwear, and apparel that have originated in our industry, and it goes like this. A need drives innovation. Innovation leads to creation. Creation enhances function. Function turns to fashion. That cycle never ends. It continuously repeats, and it's why 30 years after a problem has been seemingly solved and the category of sports sandals invented, we can still get something new that I now describe as my all-time favorite outdoor shoe. So, not that long from now, when winter has lost its luster and you're thinking about the river trip you might take next year or the springtime hiking you want to do, my recommendation is to head to your local independent outdoor shop and pick up a pair of bedrock sandals. It might just help those midsummer daydreams feel a little bit closer. 
Thanks for checking out this episode and hope you enjoyed this surface layer. Please go back and check out all the episodes of Layers, including our first season, The Rise of Dressing Down, available wherever you get your podcasts. We have more episodes coming your way on topics like sustainability, movies, and adventure, so please be sure to follow or subscribe. And thanks for listening. This episode of Layers was written and produced by Colin True and directed by David Karstad. Layers is a production of Rock Fight, LLC.